A kiss for you, a kiss for me, a kiss for Santa? Why? It's episode 63. Listeners, it's that time of the week again. Parvision's been released. And what an exciting episode we have for you this week. Oh, it's a charmer. It is a charmer. And it just so happens to be the last episode before Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> or perhaps you don't celebrate Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy whatever you want. Just have a nice end of the year in whatever way you wish. Oh, can I just say one excellent Christmas present Pottervision live tickets may make? You could get them by going to pottervision.com for a full list of tour dates. Um, also, you could always gift someone a Pottervision Patreon membership. Uh, you should go on that Patreon, check it out. We've uh, updated it a bit, we've upgraded it a bit. There's more goodies on there. We've now got our own Discord server where we can all jump on on our phones or laptops and chat together. Only available through the Pottervision Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. Anyway, here's me going on. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, oh, <laughs> I just realised I should have done this in Santa's voice. <laughs> anyway, here's me going on and on and on and on. Here's episode Welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every seven days, if you don't mind, we'll have a chat about a chapter from the Harry Potter books. Now this week we're on episode 63, it's chapter 6 of book 4, The Goblet of Fire, and it's The Port Key. I am joined, as ever, by my host, my part-time lover, my friend, Tom Laurinson, and I'm Lucas Kirkby. Tom, how are you, me devil? I am well. For the first time ever, Mr. Kirkby, we are recording an episode remotely. Oh, yes, remotely. We're yeah. not beside each other like usual, but we are across an internet stream. A bit of a, you know, DSLR cable is laid beneath the ocean, connecting me and you. It's incredible. That always blows my mind, actually, that the internet's connected by a wire going under the sea. Mm. Uh, but... Yeah, we are in different countries. You are in the home of the lion and the rose, England. I am in the home of the daffodil and the dragon, Wales. I've, I feel like I've not seen you in absolutely ages, like in terms of recording a Pottervision podcast, one might say. Uh, I feel like we've got so much to catch up on. I know. I mean, in reality, I think it's only about 10 days. But for <laughs> us, that is a, a lifetime. We normally see each other at least twice a week. I have a hundred hours worth of catch-up material worth to tell you. I could spread this over the next year, the amount <laughs> of things I've done in the past week. <laughs> that is exciting. Well, would you care to start with one of your stories? Of course. I'll tell you. <laughs> Guess what I saw at the cinema? Did you see Spider-Man No Way Home? I did, but that's not what I had in mind. Oh, did you see uh, something else? Yes, I saw something else. <laughs> what did you watch? Let me give you a clue. Da, 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 da. You saw the new version of West Side Story, which you've never seen the old version of, but somehow know all of the music. I've never seen the old version. Saw the new version. Can I give my review? Please give your review. How many little women stood in a balcony in New York or wherever it is, are you going to give this out of five? Five women stood on a balcony. Me stood below, giving a thumbs up. Hey, it was good, was it? It was amazing. 
Um, oh, I'll have to go and watch that. I do like West Side Story. I was a bit tired when I went to see it for one reason or another. Uh, but So what happened during a bit of the film is I thought, I'll just doze off right now during this bit of dialogue. <laughs> and I had a nice little five-minute nap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I woke up just in time for da 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 What a thing to wake up to. I might change that to my alarm music. Yeah. Wake up to that every morning. Very good. It was amazing. Yeah. Eight out of ten, I give it. Oh. Five out of five or eight out of ten. That's how fractions work. Other news with me. <laughs> Remember, kids, this is what I do in my tuition. Five out of five is an equivalent fraction to eight out of ten. The thing is, I've got every listener at home going, I know exactly what he means. I know exactly what he means. Yeah, five out of five or eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. <laughs> People are going, I know exactly what he means. Yeah. Um, and also, I've been very ill. Oh no! You've been, been poorly, tre- haven't you? I've been tremendously poorly. I've been, I've had some kind of like I've been stuck in bed. I've been hot. I've been cold. I've been coughing. I've been sneezing. I've done my tests. It's not any virus. Oh, yeah. I think That's... I've got a sinus infection. Oh on, dear on me! On top of the illness. Yeah. Is it on the way out now? Are you feeling a bit more perky? Uh, don't know. Sometimes. Sometimes not. Uh, uh, I've got this thing, I don't know if you've ever had this, where yeah. I blow my nose and foul-smelling mucus comes out. <laughs> Have you ever had that? I, I think so, yeah. Oh, dear, you that think, sounds... You do think so? That sounds horrible. That's interesting. <laughs> foul-smelling mucus listeners. Lovely. So that, was, right. that is my 50 years' worth of news. Lovely. That 100 hours flew by. Fantastic. Well, I tell you, you what. You are, of course, in your motherland, performing in your mother tongue. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, I am. Sticking your tongue out at little kids. Yeah. Smacking your bottom at people. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing raspberries. Exactly. I'm in like, a pantomime. Running around with a bucket of water that you think's a bucket of water, when really it's a load of uh, tinsel glued to the bottom. So when you throw it at people, tinsel comes out. That genuinely happens in our show. <laughs> <laughs> He's predicting it. That's a good. That's like a wild guess. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, that's, we're doing. Someone put their hand in it and pretend it's and like. No, no, it's just it's part in the middle of a song. Someone just comes in with a bucket and goes whoa, and then chucks it. The stuff comes out, but later on, the audience genuinely do get wet with uh, with a water pistol. So, oh. if you're coming to my show hoping to get wet, you will. It's a Pottervision promise. Although, I don't, I don't feel like I'm allowed to do Pottervision promises about things that are not Pottervision related. <laughs> we can give things Pottervision seals of approval, can't we? Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I'm doing this at my work. I'm, I'm uh, going, oh, please, sir, can I get myself up to a grade five in maths? I say, hey, that's a Pottervision promise. i like, what? I'll tell you what, we had uh, the steward who runs the panto, right? He had a phone call the other day. Right? He gets a phone call. He answers the phone. First things he is, mm. hello, it's the pie man, 2018. And Stuart's like, what? He goes, you got me with a custard pie in 2018. I'll be in on Monday and I'm on row A, seat 14. So you can get me then. Okay, bye. <laughs> Bloody hell, that's marvellous. So he rings up to, to ask to have a custard pie in his face with the date he's coming and the seat number he's going to be sat on. Did Stuart remember, note this down, and is he going to pie him? Yep, yeah, he's like, right, yeah. <laughs> Hello, it's the pie man here, 2018. <laughs> he comes in with the year that it first happened. To be honest, when someone does volunteer something like that, it does make your job a lot easier because you're like, all right, now I know there's going to be no repercussions because someone's asked for it. <laughs> I know, and you can proper go for it as well. Like mm. Sometimes if they don't look keen, you just give them a little bit of a splatter, then off you go. 
But if someone wants to be pied, you could proper put a bit of extra cream on the plate, rub it in a bit. Happy days. And as we all know, if you're an avid Pottervision listener, you know it's shaving foam. It's shaving foam because actual cream goes smelly in your hair. It's horrible. Apart from that, uh, me and my dad went to see the snooker final. Because where would you have the final of the Scottish Open but in Llandidno in Wales? Mm. So we went to watch. Uh, and we saw Luca Brissell, the young Belgian bullet, beat uh, veteran John Higgins. It was a very good, uh, very fun affair. The young Belgian bullet. God, I wish I was there myself. Oh, it was good. He potted, He was already won the whole tournament and he potted the final black without looking at it. He got down and then he looked at the audience and did a big smile and then he potted it without looking. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it was fun. What, what a cocky cunt. <laughs> well, he'd already won the tournament. He's having a bit of fun. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Sam. Mm. Um... Do you have any more stories? Christmas prep going well? Oh, that's true. Next time, uh, next episode will be after Christmas. So this is the Christmas episode. Listen, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Dun, 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 dun. It's Christmas. Yeah, Christmas, you know Christmas. <laughs> we hope you all have a lovely Christmas. Oh, and we forgot to mention uh, what a fabulous time we had with our Patreon followers the other night. We had a little party. There was, was the great. Patreon Christmas do. It was a live chat with all our gorgeous, fantastic patrons who could make it. All our babies. We got together and we had a, uh, a party, essentially. Some people were drinking. Some people were merry. Some people, well, everyone was <laughs> merry. <laughs> <laughs> some people enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a little quiz and a Q and A. Quiz, the quiz. That's got me addicted to quizzes. That has it. That's good. Mm, I was like, I want another one of them. We're gonna have to do another one soon. Yeah, we'll do another one for uh, Easter or something. <laughs> no, no, January. <laughs> no, New Year's quiz. <laughs> hey, ring in the New Year with the Pottervision boys. New Year's Eve, everyone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was jolly good. Yeah, we'll definitely do something like that again. And uh, yeah, so get on our Patreon. There's a Discord server now available. Uh, all the Christmas cards sent out. Oh yeah, we sent all the Christmas cards out. They should be arriving soon. I said on the uh, uh, the live thing that we did in the Patreon thing. Uh, yeah, I got a bit. I got a bit. Because there were so many messages we had to write. Yeah. I was, I was like going a bit funny with them. Sometimes they went downright insane. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I was, you know, just wrote a genuine heartfelt message. <laughs> sometimes it was like an insane man writing, you know, writing, writing to someone outside of the asylum. How about yourself? Well, I was the same. And then I think I was, because I did them in the same order that you did them. I think I was going mental the same time as you. <laughs> right. Do you know what I'm ready for? Tom, what are you ready for? Tell me. I want a rundown. <laughs> Tom's got run down by a reindeer. Chapter six, book four, the port key. They're waking up early. Oh, it's early. It's too early for me. But they all go on a lovely walk up a hill and they find a manky old boots. And who's there as well but Cedric Diggory. He's the <coughs> Hufflepuff uh, seeker. And his dad, Amos, who loves his son very much. Nice. They get on the port key. It's a magic boot that can fly you anywhere at specified times. And they travel to where the Quidditch World Cup is. And that is all that bloody happens in the port key. The port key? That's all port that happens key. in the port key. <laughs> <laughs> what a chapter. What more do you want to happen? Yeah. Do you want excitement? Do you want drama? <laughs> Well, oh, you're not going to find any in the port key. I think it's good for us because, like, it's easy to prepare for the episode of Pot Vision each week. That these are so short, but like, put some of these together. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, but maybe it's because it's such a long book. Maybe she's thought, oh, I'll make the, uh, I'll make the chapters a bit. Uh, I've, I've suddenly lost my voice. <clears throat> maybe because it's such a big book, they've decided to uh, ease into it. Ease into it. A few little, little, you know, teasers, little mini chapters get you get you going. Mm. Lovely. We start off waking up, basically in the middle of the night. And there's nothing worse, is there, than getting up mega early. You know, when it's still dark. Harry is being shaken awake by Molly Weasley. Nothing like being shaken awake, is that? <laughs> I can't think of any more peaceful way of waking someone. Now, don't no say my name. Don't play some music. Don't, like, just open the door, you know, have the kettle going, ease me into consciousness. Shake me away <laughs> yeah and not even like harry is not your child you shake ron awake because ron is your son and then you tell ron get harry up as well i think a shake awake's too much like yeah have you ever been shaken awake your heart will come out of your mouth it's <laughs> it's terrifying i don't think i've ever been shaken awake exactly <laughs> mum open, your mum opens the door and goes, come on now, come on, it's 8am or whatever. Yeah. I used to do this strange thing where my mum would wake me up for sixth form or high school, whatever it was. And she'd open my door and go, Tom, it's 8am, it's 8. And I'd, and in my confusion, I would go, am oh, or pm. And I meant that genuinely. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, sometimes... Uh... I think my mum would tell me it was later than it was to get me out of bed. She'd be like, hey, it's 20 past eight, you know. And I'd be like, bloody hell. And then I'd get up and it'd be like half seven. What a, what a crook. <laughs> I think so. I don't know if I'm misremembering that, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. No, I'm not accusing you of lying. I'm saying your mother's a criminal. <laughs> that is fraud. <laughs> a lie to a Welsh boy, that is a sin, that's an unforgivable sin in my opinion. Yeah. In, you know, in the wizarding world, the unforgivable curses are torturing somebody, uh, making somebody do what you want, and killing somebody. In Wales, it's telling a lie about the time. To avoid. The unforgivable curse. Yeah. So they go downstairs and have a bit of breakfast porridge. Lovely. Lovely. Are you a porridge boy, Lucas? I will eat porridge. I don't eat it on the regular, but I'm quite partial to some Quaker oats with syrup. Mm. Bit of porridge. Microwave, milk, two minutes, sorted. I've been on uh, Quaker oats porridge for a while now because I get the sachets and I have them at work. Peanut butter is my topping. Slap a bit of peanut butter in there. It melts. It's stodgy. It's nice. It's nice, year sevens. <laughs> and I tell you what, this ties in lovely with our Harry Potter podcast because the man on the Quaker Oats box is the spitting image of Stephen Fry. Is he? You have a look at the Quaker Oats man. He looks like Stephen Fry in a little hat. To know about that. I do. Um, what are your breakfasts through the time, Lucas? What are you having for breakfast at the moment? Well, normally I'm very bad, I'm very naughty, and I forget to have breakfast. That is my vice. When they take me up to the pearly gates, I feel like that will be the reason they deny me access. Because I am not a breakfast eater, it's bad. But I'm trying to be good. I'm, I'm always a better eater when I'm at home with my mum and dad, because they make me eat. So uh, I've had Weetabix the past few mornings. Weetabix mm. with a little bit of Candorel sweetener on the top. Candorel sweetener. It sounds <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> What's your breakfast of choice? Are you, are you porridge on the regular? Mm. I went through a period of having very <clears throat> luxurious breakfasts. As our listeners will know, Sundays for me used to be pancake or waffle. Um, though oh, time yeah. Change, uh, time runs out. Uh, your life goes on. You don't have... <laughs> you give up. <laughs> um, I love an assortment of breakfast. When I was a little boy, my earliest memories of breakfast was Nesquik. 
Oh, see, I never had that. But when I went round to my mate's house, he always had Nesquik. Nesquik cereal. Yeah. Uh, the the mascot is a rabbit, and the cereal looks scarily a lot like rabbit droppings. Oh, yes, please, Nesquik. That's what we want to eat. <laughs> Can I eat chocolate rabbit poos, please? Um, but it was great. You'd swirl it round, and when you had, I don't know, let's say around fifteen balls left in the bowl you could give them a spin and they would uh you could try and they'd all land together and then in a way in a similar way that you can look up to the clouds and find pictures you could do the same with your rabbit droppings give them a spin and they all go together hey look i've got a giraffe hey look i've got the empire state building <laughs> hey, that, we're, we're gonna come to this in the books but that's actually what they cover in uh, year six of divination they're not looking in tea leaves. They're not looking in crystal balls. They get some dregs from an Esquick cereal and see what pictures come up to predict the future. Mm. In, <clears throat> when I lived in Spain, my breakfasts were, I remember, cornflakes with a healthy coating of sugar. <laughs> Cornflakios y suquer. Mm. It was milk first, then sugar. Otherwise, I'm sorry, if you put sugar first, milk's washing that sugar to the bottom of the bowl. You're a maniac if you put milk after sugar. What are you What are you doing? Mm. You might as well not have it. Same with Weetabix. You put the milk in first and then the sugar lays on top of the Weetabix. And we'd sit in the morning and we'd watch uh, Disney... Uh, what's it called? I don't know, Disney Channel, Kids TV before the Spanish school bus. And there was two programs I can remember. Uh, Jungle Book, the animated series, and also Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears, dancing here and there and everywhere. We are the Gummy Bears. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Gummy Bears, I never watched that. <coughs> when I used to watch the Disney Channel, it was either... Uh, that's so Raven, Lizzie McGuire, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. It's prime time. You got to get up at six a.m., boy, if you want to watch these cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> I never used to watch the telly at that time as a kid. I used to watch it when I got home from school. Um, um, was I going to say to you? Yeah, but forget Disney Channel. What were you eating as a boy for breakfast? Yeah. Oh, I used to love Frosted Shreddies. That was my tipple of choice. Frosted Shreddies, little wheaty things with sugar on them and milk. And mm. maybe toast. I had toast for a few years as well. I know what sold it to you. There was an advertising campaign of a load of nanas knitting. The yeah! <laughs> in a factory. Knitted by nanas. And Lucas Kirkby said, well... If there's any brand I'm going to be loyal to now, it's that. That is right <laughs> up my street. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That didn't convince me to get shreddies, but I used to love that advert. <laughs> I just like nanas, ladies and gentlemen. I just like nanas. They're funny, aren't they? Yeah, they are funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, can't wait to be a funny granddad. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um... Uh, let's start talking about apparition. I feel like this is the first time that apparition is spoken about in the books. Yes, I feel like it's mentioned fleetingly at some point, maybe about Dumbledore or something. But yeah, this is the first time it's actually discussed. Mm. But yeah, um, Charlie and Percy, they're apparating later so they can have a lie-in. It's a family trip. <laughs> you idiots, you come in with us. You know, oh, we're going on a, a trip to London. We're all getting the train. Oh, well, I've got a pilot's license, so I'll just see you there. <laughs> no, no, we're a family. You're going to come with us on the train, idiot. And can't when you apparate just hold someone while you do it and then bring them with you? Well, Dumbledore does that, doesn't he? Yeah, well, why don't they just take passengers? Oh, it didn't make any sense to me, that. Because you've like... got to get the port key into your mind. Remember that? Remember the port key. Port key's a new thing. Keep yeah. that with you. For 100 chapters. <laughs> <laughs> Anything new, just make a little note of it and uh, it'll be mentioned again in the last four chapters. <laughs> That's how books work. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting though because they started talking about you need a license uh, to operate. Oh, yeah. A license. In a similar way, it's like a, 
It's like a driver's license, isn't it? Yes, but yeah, you have to have a test, you have to have a license, you have to be a certain age to get when one. When they're talking about it, they're like, oh yeah, he didn't pass first time. <laughs> Ron, you're a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't do it. Passing second time is fantastic, whether he landed on someone or not. As if Ron's going to pass his test first time. Mm. I, I hope they come back to him after that. When he fails his first test and he comes back sad, I bet they come and say, ha ha ha, remember when you laughed at me four years ago? Shame on you. And it's be like, oh, you well, you're picking on me, you're picking on me. No, Ron. This is your, I don't know. Comeuppance. <laughs> Comeuppance. Yeah. So they say, though, they start like, the way they talk about apparating, it's a bit too cartoony because they're talking about um, a pair of people who apparated without a license and they left half of themselves behind and they had to wait for, for someone from the <laughs> department to uh, come and put them back together, yeah? <laughs> no, death is what happens when you get cut yeah. in half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was funny, wasn't it? Yeah, they got split in half. Some dead then, are they? <laughs> They've got to be. You can't go. Oh, we magically put them back together. If you cut someone in half, they're dead. <coughs> dead. Th- those people are dead. And also, they're laughing about uh, Charlie or Bill landing on some old woman in the shops. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That old age pensioner with a broken pelvis. Very nice. That's a funny story, isn't it? She can't walk now. Bloody hell. Someone has to do a shopping for her now, the poor old bint. <laughs> and they're there laughing about landing on an old woman. And as well, they're going on about it, right? And uh, they go, oh, when you get splinched, when you get splinched, you get cut in half. Right. Yeah. And it says here, Harry had a sudden vision of a pair of legs and an eyeball on Privet Drive. What a strange thing to imagine. Yeah, like they sort of detached from everything else. He had a strange vision of a pair of legs and an eyeball on Privet Drive. Why Privet Drive? Why, what's that got to do with anything? Yeah. Pair of legs, fine. Pair of legs. What's the eyeball doing there? <laughs> Any normal person, when hearing about somebody being cut in half, would imagine a torso and a head, one half, pair of legs, another. If you were to be cut in half, Lucas, would you prefer to be cut uh, vertically or horizontally in half? Oh, uh, horizontally, definitely. Classic. Classic, <laughs> innit? It's less to cut, less painful, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, there's a chance I might survive if just my legs get cut off. Horizontally, please. <laughs> it shall be done. Ding! <laughs> but back in the day, in the Tudor times or medieval times, you'd get both. You'd be hung, drawn and quartered. You'd be cut horizontally, you'd be cut vertically and every quarter of your body would be transported to an extremity of the British Isles. It's a fun thing we used to do. It was a British tradition. It's mad, isn't it? Because back then... Death used to be a lot more like of a focal point in the world. People still yeah. die. No, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, is <laughs> when do you see a dead body? Never. I've never seen a dead body, no. So rarely will you ever see a dead body, yeah? Whereas in the olden days, yeah. they were just sat about, they were everywhere, yeah? Yeah. And not only were they just like, you know, you had to deal with it a lot more like that. You're like, oh, someone else has died because people were dying that often, you know. But like, and people couldn't be asked taking them away and that. But also, it was a form of entertainment, killing people. Oh, yeah, a bit of fun going down to the local hanging. Yeah, going down to the local hanging. Watch, look at that. Wow. Or like watching someone get hung, drawn and quartered. Like, you Lovely. know. A, a witch being ducked into the local pond. I know. Saturday night and a man is being You must hanged. really look at the world with a different, like, through a different lens. Yeah. When you know that death, like, is so, like, I don't know, it could happen to you at any point. Yeah, yeah. Well, it can, I suppose, but we ignore it, don't we? We ignore yeah, but like, that it could happen. I'm never going to see someone be hung or hanged and be going, hey, that could be me. That <laughs> could be me. Did you pass your driver's license first time? It took me two attempts to pass me practical, and it took me three attempts to pass me theory. I could answer the question. 
I could not play the hazard perception game. Why not? Stupid. Click too many, and I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm a nasty <laughs> listeners. <laughs> on my first test, the drive the the examiner had to take over the wheel because uh, I ran out. I was building up my speed on a slip road, and a, a big lorry didn't move out of the way, so I ran out of slip road. Nope. 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 And the examiner had to uh, yeah. And no matter how many things I offered in bribery to the examiner, he wouldn't pass me. So wait, you passed what second time? Second time, practical, yeah. Mm, okay. How about you, Tommy? First time, first time, everything. First time. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing I ever wanted, like, ever tried for, and I accomplished. I want to do this, I will do it. Very good. You're a good egg, you, aren't you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was feeling guilty, like, because (laughs) it costs money to do all these tests, and I was feeling guilty about my mum and dad paying all this money. Why the hell were they paying? Some little boy, aren't I? Seventeen. I was a little boy. I paid every penny myself. Did all you? the driver's good. lessons, all my exams came out of Tommy Laurie's pocket. That's How nice. did I pay it? Saturday job at some daft cafe where I had to be interacted with the horrible residents of Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> See, I never had a job till I was eighteen. I was a lazy boy. Can I get tea for one? And also, can I get an extra? Pot of hot water, um, an extra cup, uh, an extra bit of milk, and an extra tea bag. So you want tea for two? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I just want tea for one with some extras. You want tea for two? (laughs) They'd always do that. They were like that in uh, the cafe I worked at. They were like, oh, uh, can I have tea for one, but in a bit of a bigger pot? That's tea for two, that then. (laughs) How many cups do you want? There's two cups in there. Two cup, two cups in a small part is, is enough for anybody. Nobody needs more than two cups of tea in one, in one sitting. I feel like you think for the amount of time that old people have been on this effing earth, you under, they need to understand that the prices in cafe is not for the item itself. Yeah. Because you know you could go buy you know the yeah. tea bags and make a cup of tea at home for a penny. Yeah. You pay in for the staff. You pay in for the rent on the place. You Electricity, pay in, heating. You pay, yeah, you pay in. You know, for the service. Yeah, you pay in for the. You know how nice it looks in there. Like they think. <laughs> yeah. For, three pound for a slice of cake. I can buy a whole cake for three pound. Go buy a whole cake then and eat it in your front room. You daft bastard. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll sell you. A tea bag for one penny, and you can go outside and chew on it. <laughs> Is that what you want, or would you like to sit in this nice room and look at those nice pictures of coffee beans on the wall and oh. enjoy being lit up and warmed? Would you like to have a piss as well? That's free of charge. Isn't that nice of us? I'll pay one pound fifty for a tea. Piss. Imagine <laughs> offering that at the counter. <laughs> Uh, can I get tea for two? Uh, full English, uh, club sandwich. Anything else? Would you? Would you like to have a piss? <laughs> <laughs> you can have one on us. We're doing a deal today. Free piss <laughs> for every customer. <laughs> and you can also have a shit, but we will look at you funny when you come out. The uh, good bit about our cafe was that the toilets were at the front of the shop, nowhere near the cafe. Oh, brilliant. Not our jurisdiction. Oh, that's good. Separate. Well, it was part of the cafe, but I quite like that we had our toilets downstairs. If you could apparate, where would you apparate to? Oh, your arms. Closed. Oh, no. Um, Oh, well... To be uh, to be sentimental, I'm uh, I'm missing my fiance Martina very much at the moment. So, so I'd you'd uh, go to Berlin. I'd go to Berlin and then get a four hour train to where <laughs> Martina lives. <laughs> Berlin, 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 Berlin. Meet me in Berlin, the chilly city. The chilly city, where they're famous for their chilli peppers. No, it's cold. It's cold, listeners. That's You've why they had to, to build a big Berlin, wall Lucas. to insulate it. You what, sorry? 
Have you been to Berlin? I have been. Me and Martina went to Berlin just before the original lockdown happened. We went to oh, Berlin. Yeah. Oh, we had a game of snooker in the most delightful snooker club where a man would come and wait on us while we were playing snooker. And he came in with a little tray and was like, what would you like to drink? And you'd order a drink and then he'd go off and come back with the drinks. It was delightful. I mean, did an escape room that was good. And uh, we went to the Berlin Dungeons. It was brilliant. Mm. We had a great time. And uh, I remember we ordered some food for the hotel room and we didn't have a spoon. So Martina ate a yoghurt with a ruler. Very fun. I feel like you give too much away on this podcast. <laughs> I do apologise. I'll have a chat with Martina, see if she's happy for me to reveal that she had a yoghurt with a ruler. But those are the bonuses <laughs> of going on holiday with a maths tutor. He's always got a ruler. He's always got a ruler. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she got it from me as well. I've got a little backpack and in it is a, a ruler, a calculator, mm. pens and pencils. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a pair of compasses. I feel like I'm missing out on that. But I still use the same calculator that I used in school. So I've had it since I was 11 years old and it still works. Oh, how interesting. To refine the question <laughs> to refine the question a bit. To refine the question a bit. Yeah. Um I suppose apparate you could go anywhere, so like there's no point. But if you could have a port key, a device where you touch it and it takes you to one place in the world, where would that one place be? A never changing place. Oh, I think it'd be the same answer. No, because what? Martina will always move. She'll what? be at she'll be at work, she'll be on transport. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, all right, somewhere else. And you're moving there in effing fucking two months anyway, so you can have a port key to your own bedroom. Yeah, but my other boot's going to be back here, isn't it? So you want a boot between Clan Dudno and uh, Munich? Yeah, why not? Or I can have one in your house and save me driving there every week. That's going in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to put me port key in the bin? If it's a smelly old boot, I might. No, no, it'd be something nice, like a, like a little porcelain pig. Mm. Yeah, a little porcelain pig. I'll pop it in your in your room you're in now, and then I'll just turn up every uh, every time we record. You'd be popping around all the time. Did I leave my keys in here? No. <laughs> what have we come in here for again? Nothing. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> the, the places you could go on this effing earth the places you could go Ooh, oh I'd like to save myself a 15 minute journey in the car <laughs> well the, the, your thing was it's permanent mm -hmm. so I don't want to be going to like Egypt every week Egypt Egypt. <laughs> I would have a deserted beach somewhere. Oh, that's good. My own pocket of paradise. Yeah. Get away from it all. Would go. No one knows about this beach. The beach from Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would sunbathe. I would Lady little bowl. I would drink coconut milk. Yeah. Draw a face on your balls. And I would fasten a noose and put it around a log and throw it off a cliff for some reason. That's, does that happen in the film? Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen it. Have you not? No, no. That's Tom Hanks. Have you never seen Castaway? I just know it's Tom Hanks. He's got a ball that he plays with. It doesn't matter what you know it is. How have you never seen it? <laughs> I've never seen it. It's one of the many Tom Hanks <clears> films <throat> I've never seen. I've never seen the Polar Express. I've never <clears> seen <throat> Captain Phillips. I watched uh, the Polar Express the other night. Was it good? A bit irritating. Oof, don't like that. I'm not going to watch that then. Fair enough. But I have seen Philadelphia. I have seen all four of the Toy Story franchise. And I have seen Forrest Gump. I've never seen Philadelphia. It's good, but sad. Egypt. So, before they leave... To go on this walk, Mrs. Weasley goes to Fred and George. What have you got in your pockets? Mm. Accio, accio, accio. And she gets these two ton toffees, right? 
Harry is thinking it was an unpleasant scene, it says. It's quite interesting what sort of scene Harry deems to be unpleasant. A boy choking on his own six-foot tongue. Cool. A woman being blown up right into the sky. Right on. <laughs> Two boys having some sweeties taken off them. I can't watch. <laughs> this is uncomfortable viewing for me. This is abuse. <laughs> oh, I cannot stomach this any longer. I have to leave the room. This is where I draw the line, Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> oh, Harry. He's just biased to his friends. But it always was a bit awkward, wasn't it? You know, when your mate gets bollocked when you round their house. <laughs> yeah, never happened around my house. My parents uh, strode to not feel, to make uh, any guests feel uncomfortable. Yeah, so yeah. I'd wait for that stuff. Yeah. I wanted to do that stuff like when the other person had left. Uh, it's a good tactic. If there are any prospective parents, you know, listenership, bollock your kid when they're on their own. But why were the Weasley twins trying to take these toffees to the Quidditch World Cup? Yeah, who were they planning on pranking? Or even selling them to? Like, like you know, do you want to buy these toffees? Who are you? Oh, we're little boys. We're twins. Oh, say no more. <laughs> <laughs> you look wonderful. Yeah, I don't know what the plan is. Are they going straight to Hogwarts after the World Cup? Or are they going back to the borough? Is, well, Mrs. Weasley's going... Has she been or she's going to go, get all there? I think Harry's she's going girl. to Diagon Alley, isn't she, while they're at the Quidditch World Cup? Mm. So, who knows? But yeah, ooh, a little boy selling sweets. I, an adult man. Yes, please. Mm. Where did you get it's those sweets from, husband? The audio audiobook version of this, um, Stephen Fry pronounces it Asio, doesn't he? Don't like that, Stephen Fry. Asio. Asio. <laughs> That's a completely different spell, Stephen Fry. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> Asio, Asio, Asio. When toffees come out of the trousers. <clears throat> what does this spell out. do? They came out of their uh, collars. They came out of their turnips. They came off to, out of their pockets. You boys looking cool. <laughs> Mrs. Weasley did a very strange spell called Asio. And when she pointed it at her son's trousers, little brown toffees came out. What is this Asio spell? I'm getting a thumbs up on the live stream. <laughs> is it? Tell truth. Oh no, a thumbs down. <laughs> I meant to say thumbs down is a thumbs up. Amos Diggory. Right, this is the first time we meet the Diggories. Uh, we've not really had Cedric say anything, have we? Yeah. Now we're meeting him for the first time with his father. Amos comes bumbling forward and man's an oaf. Yeah, he is a bit, isn't he? Man's an absolute oaf. He's bragging about the Quidditch match where Cedric won because Harry fell off his broom. Yeah, I'm guessing this was Dementors? Yeah, that was the Dementors one, yeah. And uh, he's bragging about it going, uh, oh, now you can go f tell your grandchildren that you beat Harry Potter. And then he was like, yeah, but Dad, he fell off his broom. And he's like, you didn't fall off. And Harry would say that himself, wouldn't he? He'd say, you're the best boy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like, it doesn't put him in a great light, does it, Amos Diggory? Well, Amos, you're laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> Give it 50 chapters, Amos. Well, what, when that you smile off face, you... <laughs> you... <laughs> well, you sound like an oaf, Amos. Right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You're embarrassing yourself. You're obviously drunk. It needs to stop. Or you can't come. Like, stop it. He's doing this in front of all these kids. I know. It's naughty, isn't it? I feel like you can sling your hook. I'm not having it near me. Take a hike. Something that interested me was... they. St so I quite like this, where Arthur Weasley explains all the precautions they've put in place to make this Wizarding World Cup. It's details that we wouldn't get in a shorter book. And for me, it makes it all seem a bit more realistic, the fact that they've done all these things. Mm -hmm. And they're on about, they stagger the arrivals of people. 
so they don't arouse suspicion. Mm. And one of them is, if you have a cheaper ticket, you have to come two weeks earlier to the event if you can't afford the better tickets. (laughs) Imagine this conversation with your boss. Oh, yeah, I need... um, I need two yes, weeks off. Me on your leave. <laughs> <laughs> I need two weeks off. Um, all right, what are you doing? Going to see the footy. Abroad, is it? No. Local. Why do you need two weeks off? Can't afford the more expensive tickets. No wonder, man. You take an annual leave to, <laughs> to go to this football match. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, and I've got friends who would do that. Like, people, you you might do that. Like, not value your own bloody time. Like, oh, no, it's the cheapest ticket. Yeah, but you're losing money because <laughs> you won't be able to work during that time. <laughs> I'm trying to get better with stuff like that, yeah, because I you was... Sat in, you sat in a bloody Quidditch World Cup tent <laughs> doing some remote tutoring. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Never mind I... where I am. <laughs> yeah i'm trying to be better with that because i would pay like for a cheaper flight and train ticket somewhere where where i could just pay more to have like yeah. more hours off very little happens in this chapter yeah the thing that i don't understand is arthur weasley does not have a clue what the port key looks like so they're up this stoked head hill and they're like oh where's the port key <laughs> oh, i've got it i've got it here it is oh, <laughs> <a> johnny <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, everyone, gather round the condom. Right, after three, we're all going to touch it. All right, one, two, three. <laughs> Guess it wasn't that. <laughs> We've all touched a condom now, Dad. Right, nobody. <laughs> Put your... Everyone wash your hands. What? Right, there's an old pair of undies over here. After Hang three. On. Here we go, here we go, found it. It's a Pepsi bottle with a uh, orange liquid inside. <laughs> After three. One, two, three. Oh, no. Right, Dad, can you look at the email again? What's it say? <laughs> says it's a boot. Right, come on. Not this bottle of piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be something discarded, something Muggleston covers rubbish. Right, if something muggles think of as rubbish, you're going to end up getting somebody on community service picking it up with a litter picker and ending up at the Quidditch Bloody World Cup. Hmm. Or some bloody old woman do-gooder on a walk with a dog picking up rubbish. No. You don't want to end up with that in the World Cup, do you? And Amos and Cedric are there. And Great name, Amos. Amos. Yeah, it sounds like a you know the name of a mate. Amos. Sure. <laughs> You are? Sure, yeah. Sure, doesn't it? Amos! Sure, it sounds like the name of a mate. <laughs> it's a great name. Amos Diggory and Cedric Diggory. And Cedric is described as an extremely handsome boy of around 17. Do my eyes deceive me? Am I reading this correctly? Has a character in the Harry Potter books been complimented on their appearance? Mm. Well, don't get too warm to them. <laughs> That's what makes me worry. When somebody's set up as nice, you think, oh, what the hell's going to happen to them? Uh, too nice. Oh, oh, we're getting closer to him, though. The, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the young man that everyone's reading this book for. Hello, father. <laughs> <laughs> we nearly got through an episode without saying it. Hello, father. Oh, son found out in our online. Hello, father. Uh, yeah. Uh, keep that tongue in your mouth. I don't know what you're doing to me. <laughs> I disown my son. First of all, call me dad. Second of all, you don't say hello to me. It's breakfast. Just, you know, all right. Imagine that. This is my uh, son, Junior. Hello. Don't do that. That is like, right. You're going back in the car. <laughs> Wait in the car now. We've tried this and you've you've been naughty. In the car, lock the door. Hello, father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Listeners, you've got another 30 chapters of this. <laughs> and hey, I'm not going to stop after this book's finished. It doesn't stop being funny, that. It doesn't stop being funny. <laughs> well, thankfully, uh, I think we found out during our Zoom hangout with... Uh, the listeners that they find it funny as well. Oh, do they? Which is uh, which is very comforting because we I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy screaming my head off, laughing at my own tongue licking. And <laughs> um, yeah, and they're on about that Quidditch match, and Fred and George, it says, had never forgiven Cedric for beating them. That's not how sport works. Do you know what? I played Crown Green Bowls with Mavis the other day, and she beat me fair and square, and I will never forgive her. Be forgiving. It's a game. <laughs> I'll never forgive you for that. You want me to miss on purpose? Is that what you want me to do? I'm not in your team. Forgive. If you don't let forget. me win, I will never forgive you. I don't think we should be friends. Yeah. How could I ever forgive you for trying your best? You sound like someone who's going to stop me from being who I want to be. Stop me from spreading my wings and flying. Don't go for that job you've always dreamed of. Stay here with me or I'll never forgive you. <laughs> Shut up, twins. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Amos at one point looks at all the kids and he goes... Uh, Oh, are all of these yours, Arthur? Amos, don't you read the papers? <laughs> Have you not seen my family on holiday? On the front page spread? <laughs> you should know my children. And that, finally, before they get this bloody court key, like, why does the boot have to be a manky old boot? Like, these are government... No, I'm, I'm giving them that. Oh, yeah. So no one wants to touch it. Nobody wants to touch it. It's a manky old boot. Fair enough. Let's move on. What do you want it to be? Crown jewels? A clean old boot. People people be inclined to touch a clean old boot. Yeah. Oh. a fresh Timberland in the woods to go, where's the other one? Where's I could sell this. Yeah. I could go into a shop and be like, oh, can I try on the right Timberland, please? Yeah. And then run off with it. Right. How many... How many hearts bursting from your mouth out of five are you going to give this chapter? How, when did that happen? <laughs> um, Harry, <laughs> being shaken awake feels like your heart bursting through your mouth. Oh, yeah, remember that, listeners? I, I uh, It was all right, this chapter. Not much going on. Uh, a bit of fun. I like the idea of a portkey. I like that we've got a new character in Amos Tickering. We're setting things up. It was middling. I will not call it an amazing chapter. Not a lot of drama. Um, but a bit of fun. I'm going to give it three and a half hearts coming out of your mouth out of five. Lovely. Now, this was interesting for me. Really took me back, you know, waking up the morning to go do something. Maybe a car boot, a holiday. You're getting away. Maybe you're going to go on the the channel tunnel for the first time. <laughs> a new mode of transportation. You're going to be stood outside your own car in darkness, looking at other people, not speaking to them. Who are you? I'm a man with my son. Are you going to talk to me? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we get a measure of uh, Cedric's character already. He's mm. a humble boy, despite his father. Perhaps his mother's nice. His mother was nice. Who knows? I hate you, Amos Diggory. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I don't think there's any words I can use to describe how much I hate you. Um, for that reason, I give this chapter two hearts bursting out of my mouth out of five. Very nice. I don't know how well this next sync-up is going to do, because we're both apart from <laughs> each other. The hell with it. Let's get it going. <gasps> Question one. What was Mr. Weasley wearing in this episode? Oh, he was wearing a golfing top. 
and uh, oh no, I'm going to lose on the first question here. Uh, a golfing top and a a cap. No, he was wearing a golfing jumper, jeans, and a thick leather belt. No, no. Question two: What did George have in his pocket? Two ton toffees. Tong tong toffees. Tong tong toffees. False. Um, <laughs> what was Amos Diggory holding? Oh, this isn't going very well, is it? A stick. Moldy old boot. Question four. <laughs> what did the voice say at the end of the chapter? 7.05 from Stokeshead Hill. No, it was seven past five from Stokeshead Hill. No! <laughs> this is the worst quiz I've ever done. I can't get zero. I've never got zero. What's number five? Question five. Finally, what was the reason that Harry lost the Quidditch match? Because of the Dementors, he fell off his broom. Correct. Oh, it's the worst performance ever <laughs> in the quiz. One out of five. For the first time in about six weeks, I concede. I deserve to have lost the quiz. You what? You deserve to? Yeah. You deserve there's to been, lose every week. You're not very good a, at it. There have been three controversial decisions. I don't know about that. But this week, I admit... This was the easiest chapter to win at. It was so short. (laughs) I'm not ready for about two weeks. Quiz, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we hope you enjoyed that, listeners. Nah. It's, like, it's like when people sing to you. Like you're on the phone, you start singing, and someone starts joining in. You're like, you're ruining it. Because it's, it's making sense for you, but it's not making sense for me. It's not making sense for me. Perhaps most people don't sing over the phone to people. Well, <laughs> I do. It's lovely. It's nice. People like it. It is now time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not deluding to owl-poo. We're not deluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, we've had an interesting question from Toasty on our Patreon. Now, Toasty says... What character from the books do you hate the most and why? (laughs) How do I hate the let me count the ways Harry Potter characters? (laughs) (laughs) Only some of them. Who do I hate the most? Um, Peeves. Oh, yeah, you don't like Peeves, do you? Wish Peeves wasn't in it. It didn't add anything. For me, I think the one I hate the most has got to be Umbridge. I think she's just horrible, isn't she? I'll take ten umbridges over half a peeves. <laughs> I like peevesy weevesy. If you're lucky, I don't delete the whole episode and stop doing the show with you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, umbridge for me. I don't know if she does this in the books, but that bit in the films where she makes him like self harm on his own. There's a bit. There's a bit and... in the. Uh, there's a bit in a video game where she's like, <laughs> she punches him. <laughs> She proper decks him, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, so she's... I think it's her. It's Dolores Umbridge, if you don't mind me saying. And for you, it's who? Peeves? Yeah. There you go. Peeves and Umbridge. But everyone else, we're not normally a podcast that promotes negativity, but who don't you like? Who could you do without? Yeah. Is it, is it Seamus? Is it Amos Diggory? That's a new contender after today's episode. My boy! My boy! My boy! Thank you very much, Toasty. Lovely. Uh, we've had another question from Amy Montgomery on Instagram. It's a festive question from Amy. She says, which family from the Harry Potter series would you most like to spend Christmas with or have Christmas dinner with? Very good. Yeah. The immediate thought is the Weasleys, because we've experienced that. But for me, it's a bit chaotic. I feel like you wouldn't get a moment's peace 
If you want to sit and watch Mary Poppins, you're not going to do it at the borough. It's not happening. Okay. So, who would I like to spend Christmas to? Do you know what, actually? I think the Dursleys would put on a cracking roast dinner for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to have all the trimmings. Okay. And you're going to get extra helpings. They're going to be sat in front of the telly. What more do you want at Christmas? As long as Marge isn't there, I'd spend it with the Dursleys. For me, it's definitely got to be the Weasleys because I couldn't imagine a better atmosphere at Christmas because though they're not going to be playing like watching telly, but I've done that for, you know, so many Christmases. So I want a bit of atmosphere. All these people, the parlor games are going to be fantastic. The food, brilliant. Like, say we want about Molly Weasley. The woman can cook. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And the gifts are going to be amazing. Have you ever met any more creative children than Ron Weasley's (laughs) siblings? Yeah. I've bar Percy, but the rest of them, fantastic. (laughs) You know what would be the ultimate, right? Morning and Christmas dinner with the Dursleys, and then Mm. go to the Weasleys for the afternoon and the evening party. You took your turn to have a go at the Weasleys. (laughs) You don't get in on this. That's not nice. Oh, have your muggle Christmas, muggle boy. Sit there in silence where you are not allowed extra servings as Dudley has eaten it all. I don't like this Christmas. <laughs> I'm paying for my mistake. Yeah, you think Vernon, Vernon Dursley is going to take a shine to you? So, what line of work you in, Lucas? Eh, a bit of a song and dance, man. Ooh, I like Glenn Miller in the mood. <laughs> That's very nice. Have an extra helping of pigs in blankets. Hey, what about Gringotts Christmas party? Has Mr. Kirkby had some gravy? <laughs> Yes, thank you. <laughs> Roasties, please. Keep peas, please. Or maybe I'd like to go and spend Christmas with. Is it no? Who's the divination professor, Madame Professor Trelawney? Trelawney, yeah. I reckon she. You have a good Christmas with her. Actually, you know, she had you a bit of cheese and this mold on it, and you're like, "What's going on here?" Oh, She's like, just cut it off, and you're like, just cut it off, mould. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it makes it tastier. That's what cheese Crack- is supposed to be. Cheese is just mouldy milk. The crackers all bloody, what's it called? Like stale. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sibyl. I've had all week to prepare this. <laughs> so thank you very much, Amy Montgomery. Now, we must welcome a whole host, a nursery full of new baby followers that are following let us. Get, let me get my lips ready. Get your lips ready to give all these a big kiss. Do you want to kiss them individually or do you want to give them all a big kiss together? Everyone gets individual kisses. That is the part of Vision Promise. Lovely. First up, in a little pram, we have Alex Fisher as a new baby. Harry, hello, Alex. Alex Fisher. <laughs> I bring your pram in front of me, I unbuckle your harness, I lift you to the sky, and mwah, 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 mwah. Welcome, Alex. A Pottervishon, of all people. Thank you for supporting us. We must now welcome another baby. It's Craig Snow. Craig Snow, you crawl towards me, I tussle your head, lift you into my arms, and... Lovely. Now we've got baby Josh. We're not sure who the mum and dad are, because we don't have a surname, but it's baby Josh. Baby Josh, you are walking on two legs for the first time. You run towards me, and just before you fall to the floor, I catch you and. Lovely. We've also got my favourite named new patron. It's Nathan Wackett. Nathan Wackett, you are bouncing along in your baby (laughs) bouncer. (laughs) You are throwing your toys around just before I grab you and... 
Lovely Nathan. And we've also got, we had a question from her earlier. It's baby Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, you are throwing a tantrum. You have your rattle and you're banging it on the radiator. But I know there's one way to get the anger out of you. And it's... Lovely. We've also got some baby twins. It's Marge and Shelley in a double pram. <laughs> Trying to rush me along, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, they deserve to be together, don't they? They're pair. Marge and Shelley, you are in your pram. You have just been fed. You are content. I wipe the sick from your bellies. <laughs> Hold you in my arms and we've also had baby Caitlin Caldwell. <laughs> baby Caitlin Caldwell, you are restless. You have not slept a wink. You need some Calpol. I give it to you and. And we've got two more. <laughs> Your lips chapped. We've got Taylor Allingham. Taylor Allingham, you are playing in the garden. <laughs> the sun is going down. You are wondering, am I alone? Is anyone going to come out to get me just before? Someone grabs you from behind, throws you into the air, catches you. It is me. And finally, we've had a baby upgrade. So uh, when we did, we did a survey and some people said they wanted to support us even more. So we've added a new baby Dudley tier. And Frankie has very kindly upgraded and she's now a baby Dudley. Frankie, you are resting. You are lay in your cot, sleeping away. You have a full eight hours ahead of you. I can't help myself. <laughs> and for time purposes, I shall kiss you all in private. <laughs> and that was Hedwig's Droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. If you haven't yet, you are 63 episodes in. Give us a five-star review. It really helps as it pushes us up the search engines. Also, we've got a website, pottervision.com. What better Christmas present to buy somebody or treat yourself than tickets to come and see us on tour? We're in Birmingham. We are in Denby. We are in Swansea. We're in London. We're in Manchester. We're in Leeds. We're in Leicester. We're also going to Ireland. We shall be in Belfast. Uh, we'll be in other places as well. We're going to be in Telford uh, and Brighton and maybe other places that I've forgotten as well. Uh, loads of dates. We're really looking forward to seeing you there. So please join us there. Also, if you want to support us on Patreon, as you have just heard, we've had loads of new Patreon followers. Uh, I went on a course. I found out how to make Patreon better for people. And uh, people have joined us, so it's been really fun. Uh, so come and join us. We've got a community growing. We've got a Discord server that people are chatting on. Uh, it's all really fun. So patreon.com slash pottervision. Next week, it is episode 64, and it is chapter 7 of A Goblet of Fire, Bagman and Crouch. Or Bagman, as everyone else pronounces it. Oh, it's Bagman. Bagman. You remember that superhero, Bagman? You have been a virtual Tom Lawrenson. And you have been a digital Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye and Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.